This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. I'm going to be honest with you. It's quite aggressive, some of the rhetoric that you're about to hear. And it's all because Nick's upset about Chris Eubank Jr.'s upcoming fight. It's not that he's fighting or who he's fighting. It's that they want to charge us for it. You better stack that undercard or I paint shit. <laughs> I ain't paying shit. In fact, you know what? I'm going to stream that motherfucker <laughs> because I ain't paying a penny to see Eubank Jr. fight Arthur Abram. It's no balls from there, really. Next up, Lucas Brown being a drug cheat. But the fact that he can just go, oh, but you know, tainted supplements. Listen, mate, no smoke without fire. Fuck off. Do one. He should not be boxing anymore. However, to pick his mood back up, I allow him to talk about a local area title. Talk about a snow fest. But it gets him going. Central area. No, this is what bugs me about Central you, right? Central area no. super flyweight how can title. Anybody, how can anybody get juicy about that, right? I've just, just slagged off. It's a big... You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 107 of the Fight Disciples podcast, catering for the boxing fraternity. Hope you are well. I know that it is off-season and there's not that much going on at this moment in time, but trust me, we could talk the hind legs of a donkey when it comes to this sport, so therefore we will find something... We, we, we will make it up if we have to make it up. There's a world title fight this weekend. In order to find, find some content. Yeah, that, that's what... Listen, I was building up to that. Sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. So you were skating over the fact we had a world title fight on British soil. Mm. Listen, this clown here today has turned up wearing a bloody baseball cap for work. So, fuck beads. Beads have gone now. Beads, beads are so yesterday. He's rocked up in a... He thinks he's bloody 12, does the kid? It's pissing down He's just turned... It's he's turned hot. 40. And he's rocked up in his baseball cap. <laughs> Hoodie. Honestly, I thought he were going to burgle me when I, when I rocked up here. Looking fresh, son. How's your little boy dress you today? Well, no, I've been looking for... This is, this is a crazy story, but... I've been looking for a baseball cap for two years. What? Right. Okay, let me finish. Crack on, son. I had a baseball cap. Just bear in mind, people will rip the piss pe- <laughs> out of you on our social media. Go on. I've been looking for a baseball cap for two years because I like to have a baseball cap just in my armoury there, just in case I need it. You know what I mean? Just, Why? Just in case you get, you know, you're on your way out and you like this morning, took the little fella to school, mm. didn't have time to, you know, run the old uh, dapper Dan through my hair and anything. So Jane had been the gym, so I just threw my gear on, quick wash, baseball cap, bump. And I, is, this, is this something that I obviously don't feel with me being follically challenged? Well, that's it. You see, you can't wear a cap because it might rub more off. <laughs> so you, you're just, you need to get the air at your, uh, you know, your solar panel at the back. But for me, who's got this fantastic do still, then uh, I'm able to, you know, mm. if I haven't got time to run a bit of brill cream through it, then a baseball cap's the one. I've been looking for one for two years. So last week, James... You do, you do know that there's many sports stores that just sell these baseball know, caps for fun. I know. I've been going and trying them on yet, and, I've been, and I just can't find one. And I, literally, it's like me, it's like this sick hobby that I've got. Whenever me and Jane go shopping, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go and try the hats on. And she's like, oh, God, rolling her eyes. Anyway, long story short, the other week, we're out... I tried as a base. I said, this is the one. I'm just going to get this. I've been looking for one for years. I'm just going to get it. And she said, Nick, you're better than Under Armour. You're better than that. So I put the Under Armour cap back. So on the way home, I had, the, I had a titty lip then because I thought I had, I had the cap I've been looking for. Mm. So Jane said, listen, go online and order a multitude. Like, I'm 40 years of age. I've never, ever sent anything back. 
I, Jane does this. Does, I don't know. Does your missus do it? All the time. She'll order clothes. Yeah, she's a fa- fashion show and then sends it back. And sends it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jane does it all the time. Mm. Literally, the, our hallway is always stacked with boxes with return postage on constantly. Now, <laughs> I have never, ever sent anything back in my life. Ever. I'll order stuff and it'll come. Even and if it's not like right. It, and I'll just fucking throw it in the bottom of the wardrobe. Like, I've never, ever sent anything back. But this week, well, last week, Jane was like, right, go on to this, like, she found me this website trillion different baseball caps all over the world yeah so i orders four baseball caps 120 pound on hats what so what well that's what i mean so they all come how much are these bloody hats like you know they're like 30 quid each so so these baseball caps all come yeah so i do a fashion show then it's funny because jane's got with hats the kids have got one on each i've got one on we're all passing the hats around so decides on this hat that i've kept so i've got this hat now Mm. So put the other three back in the box, yeah. and Jane's going to post it back. So I'll get a refund on those three. So I've actually only spent £30 on, hat, on, on the hat that I want. On a hat. Adam, it took me two years to find it. How often are you going to wear this thing? I don't know. I've worn it. I've worn, that's the, this, today's the first time I've worn it since I, since I got it last week. And I'm taking the piss out of you, because you you're a 40-year-old geezer who looks like Bieber. Baseball cap on. You're going for a bit of Bieber. What it is, right, you've watched the One Love Manchester concert last yeah, night, exactly, and you thought, yeah. he's pretty cool. I'll have a bit of that. But this is the thing, and this gets me onto a whole different other subject, yeah. Okay, so when I was growing up, all my mates will tell you, my, my mates when I went to school, the same mates I've got now, yeah. And I would always dress kind of wacky. I would always like dress what I wanted. So, you know. In You've s- already explained this down the years. Yeah, uh, in senior with, school. With, with, with your uh, yeah. colour clash combination. Yeah, yeah, I'm in senior school. I'm school football captain. You know, I feel like I'm a bit of an ace face around the school. Fuck it, I'll buy pink shoes for school. So I wore pink kickers in, in like fifth year. Why the fuck not? I'll wear what I want. That was kind of like my chain of thought. You, then, you are the stereotypical American jock. Yeah, exactly. Wear whatever the fuck I want. You want. You're that guy from High School Musical. What was his name? <laughs> I don't the know. kid that With was, the Mohican. No, no, no. The, the main guy, the one that like, he's, he's in the sports shows, yeah. but then he went and joined the, the singing the drama quiet. Club. Yeah, the drama club. You're that, that guy. Over, you? yeah, You're yeah, that yeah. guy. So I'm like school, you know, I was in every single sports team, obsessed with PE obviously obsessed with sport yet I'm also the lead in the school play and singing in front of the school for like Billy Big Balls you and all this kind of bollocks that was where I was but then at that age it was like you know when I was a kid everyone had a big house jacket everyone wore Reebok classics you know there was like a look that all kids had yeah yeah and it was tough to break out well now have you noticed now this generation teenagers now like Justin Bieber at the weekend what the fuck did he have on they wear what they want. They can wear anything. Half them look like they've been dressed in like in like a jumble sale, like mismatched hoodies, crazy socks. Like that Ariana Grande's boyfriend come on the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Two different types of socks on. A pair of plim soles, tracksuits, a hoodie that didn't fit him, a dodgy baseball cap. I'm like, he looks like a hobo. That's your dream, innit? And fucking, I say to Jane all the time, this is my generation. I was born too early. I should be, a, I should be a kid now because I'd be bang on fashion. It's crazy. <laughs> Hence, now at forty years of age, you I'll get yourself a baseball, a baseball cap. cap. Yeah, yeah man. we'll take a picture of it. We'll stick it on there and just rip him, rip the bloody living daylights out of him. No bother. <laughs> anyway, just in case it's the first time that you've ever tuned into this show, one, it's award winning. You wouldn't think that. And two, um, we actually are catering for the spikes for uh, spikes <laughs> sports, <laughs> the fight sports fraternity is what I wanted to yeah. say. We do cater for that, and even though it is off season, there's not that much going on. 
Nick will argue in a minute that there's a world title fight going on this Hell weekend, yeah. which we'll get to in a minute. There is still little bits of boxing news that we just want to talk about. Uh, and mainly, we want to talk about Mikey Garcia, Adrian Bronner at £140 on July the 29th. Dead excited about this because we are praying for another Maidana moment. That's what we're praying for, aren't we? Hell yes. Comb your hair on your way to the ring for this fight, my friend. Yeah. He'll, he'll knock the brush back with you as well. <laughs> um, bit of a... Would you class it as a risk for Garcia? Because he's the 135-pound champ at this moment yeah, in time. I'm he's stepping up to 140. I'm surprised because he obviously he's been out for a long time. He comes back at 135, wins the world title in absolutely dynamic fashion. He's got us all talking about him. He's got us all saying, is he the best in this weight, weight class? Is he the best in the world? Let's draw comparisons. Is he this? Is he that? And he's come back and gone, hey, I'm, don't draw comparisons in that weight class, boys. I'm going up. Mm. I'm going to go and smash up Adrian Broner. It's a great fight. One, because we want Broner's getting knocked out. And two, Mikey Garcia's got the tools to do it. Mm. But also, the fact that Garcia could become a two-weight world champion so quick after that period where he was inactive for yeah. so long, come back to win world titles at two different weight divisions. To add to his other previous weight divisions exactly. that he's already been champion. Yeah, mate, the guy's making himself a legacy and we're so excited about it. Uh, of all the fights announced this, you know, it's kind of, are we being spoiled? Is, is boxing spoiling us right now? We, yeah, yeah. we talk about it all the time. This is a golden era. That's a golden era fight. It's mm. fucking amazing. Now, don't forget, Adrian Broner, yes, he's a dickhead and he spends more time in jail than he does in the gym at this moment in time, but yep. he's a he's a four-weight world champ. And oh, for a yeah. period of time, he was absolutely cutting it up in yeah. those lower weight categories. Yes, he's gone off the rails, probably since that mate, Maidana fight, not the bloody living daylights out of him. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't really come back and set the world on fire. There's been loads of bullshit about him missing weight, yeah. setting up fights with his pals, only Set-up, doing 10 yeah, rounders. Exactly. Fight with his teammate after, you know, his last fight, the sparring mm. session thing was all bullshit, wasn't it? Let's be honest. But he is a multi-weight world champ. As is uh, Mikey Garcia, and fair play for these two to get this on at 140 pounds. However, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to go out there and say it now: Bronner will miss weight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to say it now. Well, you're right because it's made at 140 pounds. He hasn't made 140 pounds for time. Yeah. I think last time it was scheduled for 142 pounds, but then fight week or 10 days before the fight was announced, he turned Changed around to his it. pals and said. Can we do it at 147? Because there's absolutely not a cat and else chance yeah. of me getting down there. He's not taking it seriously. Every time you watch his blooming Instagram, he's always in a nightclub. He's doing whatever. Is he in the gym? I don't know if he's in the gym. What is he doing, Adrian Broner? Yeah. For a kid that's got a boatload of talent, and I, I will say that, he does have a lot of talent. You watch his early fights, he was sensational. Yeah. However, money's changed the kid. He's gone all about the billions, as he will constantly tell you. He wants to be like Floyd Mayweather. He's... But he doesn't got the work ethic. No, and he's just took, and he's just took his eye off the, off off the ball. If he get his his eye back on the ball, he becomes a force once again. Yeah, and he needs to take it seriously if he's going to get down to 140 pounds. He needs but to I'm, take it seriously, otherwise, Mikey Garcia will knock him out. Mate, I'm going to tell you now, he will miss weight and he will get knocked out. Is there a belt attached to this yet? No, there, no, no, there isn't. Um, it is just purely about dollar, I think, yeah, yeah. and purely about a legacy fight for Mikey Garcia. Like you say, he's the WBC champion at 135 pounds. He's stepping up to uh, junior or welterweight for this particular fight, which kind of Alarms me a little bit that the guys that are are at lightweight, your Terry Flanagan's and yeah. your Jorge Linares, why can't they make a unification fight? Because they've all called him out. He's called yeah. them out. Why mm-hmm. why can't they make that unification fight? What has happened along the way to stop that from happening? Get the politics out of the way and make the fight because everybody wants to see the unification of, of that division. We do, yeah. You know, and the Linares fight would be absolutely unreal, unreal. But the two names that you've just mentioned, they they've also been tied together as well. So that suggests that. Mm. Potentially, Lanares versus Teddy Flanagan is going to be announced soon because mm. Lanares has said he quite happily come back to Manchester. Good stomping ground for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, Teddy Flanagan needs the kind of opponent that can do put bums on seats because he doesn't do it. The problem with Mikey Garcia potentially fighting Teddy Flanagan is 
Teddy Flanagan's got no drawing power, not even in his hometown. So it, there's, it, mm. there's no real benefit there of Mikey Garcia fighting him. Obviously, Adrian Broner, he's got the name. He is a name. He's a dick, but he's got a name. Mm. And he brings, he brings money to the table. He obviously has got a, some kind of TV deal. I think that's why the attraction's there for Mikey Garcia. But the Lanares thing is, is you bang on. That's the fight we all want to see. Garcia versus Lanares is the it? one. Mm. Lanares must be. I think Milanares versus Terry Flanagan could well be happening then. Mm. Um, I'm hearing, just on that, just quickly before, you just mentioned the word uh, Bronner is a dick. We're going to talk about another dick in a minute um, in Eubank Jr. But um, we, um, I just want to say Felix Verdeo is uh, the mandatory for Terry Flanagan. Maybe that's something in there. Maybe something's kicked up there. I don't know whether that has actually been mandated as of yet, uh, but he is the... Uh, that's not a that's not a great fight for Terry Flanagan. No, it's not. To be honest, that's not. He doesn't need that. Fight. He needs Jorge Linares. He needs Jorge Linares or even Anthony Crawler. We've talked about this before. Mm. Fight Crawler. That that would put bums on seats, and that might make Terry Flanagan a star. Mm. Should we talk to you about Junior? Your mate. Go on then. My mate. You you love him, don't you? He's been on the show, and he was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I've got no beef with Eubank Junior. I like Eubank Junior. I like what he's about. I just don't like the way he does his business. I like his business in the ring. I yeah. don't like his business out there. There you go. We'll both agree on that. Because when he was on this show, and you can go back and listen to it if you want, it's on our website, fightdisciples.com. He was brilliant. Very yeah. articulate. Really nice kid. Came across brilliantly. And he thinks to himself, I actually quite like you. But then, as you've just said, the way that they are maybe fighting against the grain of the boxing world in order to create something that, yes, you can create, but you can't create it at this stage of your career, i.e. the Mayweather model. Yeah just annoys me a little bit and I'm sure this is why it rubs up so many fans. So Eubank Jr., Arthur Abraham, we've all heard the name. Of course we've heard the name. He's been in with some British fighters. He's been world champion at super middleweight. We know who Arthur Abraham is. Mm-hmm. He's on the slide though. I'm telling you now he's on the slide. And he also doesn't do it away from Germany. No. Um, July 15th or July 22nd is the date that he's being bounded around. It's happening if it happens in London. It's happening on ITV pay-per-view. Oh, why, w- why would it happen anywhere else? Because that's what Eubank Jr. is all about. Yeah. Abraham is 37 years of age. Eubank Jr. is uh, the man that is coming up, allegedly in this uh, weight category, uh, having stepped up from middleweight. Yeah. Um, the, the points that I just want to make on it is it's the biggest name on Eubank Jr.'s list bar Billy Joe Saunders. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably the biggest test that he will face, but it is still, for me, I still think it's a gimme fight. I really yeah, yeah. do think it's a well, gimme he's been, fight. He's been handpicked because obviously Abram's had better days and Abram, as you say, doesn't travel. So, uh, you know, his, his, his record proves that. So it, it's a, another handpicked opponent. I'll be honest, listen, if I'm ITV, I mean, no, we've, had, we've had communications with ITV in the past. They've, they've contacted us directly mm. to ask us because they put out tough information and then they asked us to retract it and all that stuff. Listen, I hope ITV are listening right now because I'm going to tell you, you better stack that undercard or I ain't paying shit. I ain't paying shit. In fact, you know what? I'm going to stream that motherfucker <laughs> because I ain't paying a penny to see Eubank Jr. fight Arthur Abram. Do you know the only way they get my money? And I'll be honest now, is if they get my prospect of the year, 2017, Robbie Davis, in chief support in a world title eliminator or a huge European title fight, something like that, then I'll pay. Otherwise, no fucking chance am I paying to watch Eubank beat the shit out of the fighter formerly known as Arthur Abram on pay-per-view. Are you mm. kidding me? Mm. Man, put it on ITV3, put it on ITV2, whatever. Put it on normal TV and get big numbers. We will watch it, but I ain't paying for it. And and, and there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that then, shall we? Because it's not confirmed as of yet, and I've no doubt there'll be more holes to pick uh, out of that fight when it is confirmed. But July 15th, July 22nd are the two dates that we're being yeah. told for ITV pay-per-view. Listen, I, I ain't hating on the opponents because I get where Eubank is in his career. Mm. I get where he is. Where he is. It's the fact that trying to pull the wool over our eyes and go, 
He's a world champion and he's fighting, oh, a former world champion. And oh, it's pay-per-view. It isn't pay-per-view. No. He's in the early st- stages of his career. He's got a pay- he's got a title that's practically not hardly worth the paper it's written on. And he's hand-picked an opponent. And you're trying to put it on pay-per-view for us. Fucking grow. If Arthur Abraham fights... If Arthur Abraham fights James DeGale, mm-hmm. if Arthur Abraham fights George Grodds, who are currently world champion at yeah. this weight category, Sky don't put this on as a pay-per-view event. No. It's not a pay-per-view event. No. That's the point that we're trying to make. Exactly. It's a good test for Eubank Jr. Let's yeah. do it. It's good for this stage of his career. That's fine. We anticipate it that he'll come through it, but don't make me pay no. whatever it is, 10 to 15 quid um, for this particular fight. Like you say, you're going to have to stack that undercard for make, to make it even slightly mouth-watering. Um, speaking of um, just just weird situations in boxing, David Hay, right? We've spoke about him on many many occasions on all our uh, on all our shows, mainly because of his connection with Bellew of, of recent times. Yeah. Now, you know what I think of Shane McGuigan, right? I think he's probably, you know, this might go against a lot of people that listen to our show who are in the training world. Shane McGuigan is the nuts when it mm-hmm. comes to training. I don't know if you've seen any of that documentary that they've made for BBC Northern Ireland. It's absolutely brilliant. It was basically following him, Frampton, Barry McGuigan round and Team Cyclone around uh, through the first and the second fight. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He comes across as a top, top human being, Shane McGuigan. But obviously yeah. when it comes to training, we've seen what he's done with Frampton. He's had him since day dot. Yeah. Sensational. What he's doing with Josh Taylor. Sensational. What he's just done with George Groves. Sensational. Yeah. And I personally thought David Hay, would, it would be a great, great match just because of the way that Shane McGuigan is on the up and yeah. still hungry and wanting to create uh, a new legacy for these fighters. However, am I surprised there's a split between these two? No, I'm not. Because if you look at that documentary and watch how Shane McGuigan works, and then you just, I don't know, follow Instagram for uh, two minutes to find out how David Hay goes about his business, there's a massive, massive mismatch there with just personalities, really. Yeah. And I think that that's where this has fallen down. The work ethic of one is not matched by the work ethic of somebody else. No. Uh, listen, when I seen this report, someone messed, someone tweeted me, and uh, it was our little Foz tweeted me and was like, "Have you seen this has happened?" And I was like, "Were they ever together? I'll be honest, were they ever really a partnership, or was Shane just kind of brought in to, you know, work with David two two or three weeks before the fight, or you mm. know, do occasional pads? Because David based himself out of Fifth Street Gym in Miami." Shane wasn't there. Shane was with Frampton or Shane was with yeah. you know, the other parts. Well, that's what happened after the Leo Santa Cruz fight. He had to fly down to Miami and he ended up training them on the back of a yacht. Exactly, yeah. So, and whether that was true or not, whether that was just a social media gimmick or what, what I'm saying is they were only together a very short period of time. Plus, the issue I've got with Shane McGuigan, with David Hay as well, is that to have a real good connection like that, you know, you need to have, I'm a firm believer that you need to have someone that cracks the whip and as the respect of the person getting hit with the whip. And, you know, so you've got to have that command over the fighter to make sure that they're doing the work, that you're in charge, that what I say goes. You, you know, effectively, you, you, a good trainer plays a fighter like a computer game. You've got to be able to control them, got to be able to everything. There's got to be respect there. And I don't think for one second David Hay has got that kind of respect for a young guy like Shane McGuigan. Mm. David Hay went into that camp going, I'm fucking David Hay. I've been doing it longer than you. I've been doing it at the world level. I'm a former world heavyweight champion, former cruiserweight undisputed champion. You're a young trainer coming through. You, you just, you just, old them pads, lad. Watch this. I'll dictate what we do. I'll, I'm telling you now. That's how that fight camp went down. Mm. If you watch McGuigan with Carl Frampton, 
it ain't like that because no. they came through together. Yeah. So what McGuigan says goes. He's yeah. got that respect. David Hay would never have had that kind of respect for Shane McGuigan. McGuigan was just brought in to tidy him up for those couple of fights. So let's face it, two fights that I could have trained David Hay for the first two fights against two doormen that no one ever heard of him, no one ever will hear of again. The first real fight... Tony Bellew, I ain't blaming Shane. I ain't blaming Shane McGuigan at all because Shane McGuigan would not have been ingrained in that camp to do a full ten week camp to prepare the game plan to do it. David Hale have done all that himself. He'll have gone. Ah, fucking Tony Bellew. I'll just, I just got to get fit and I'll do him. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't surprise me at all that you've broken up. And to be honest with you, now where does David Hay go from here? That was going to be my where question. Where does he go from here? Where does he go? Because it ain't going to be Dave Caldwell. No, no, of course not. No, no. <laughs> Although. I would love to be a fly on the wall for Dave Caldwell to take that call just to see Dave's little face light up when he goes, absolutely no. <laughs> Obviously, that's it. that call's never going to come. It'll be an American trainer. I was going to you think know, that. He'll recruit an American trainer. He'll recruit someone that's been there, done it, and got the experience, yes. But to be honest with you, kind of like McGuigan, but for different reasons. McGuigan probably thought, wow, I could, I could effectively have a potential heavyweight champion here. Yeah, it's not the ideal setup. I'm not really training them, mm. but it looks great on my CV. No one's going to turn, someone of Shane McGuigan's youth and experience and all the talent he has got, he's never going to turn David Hay down because the opportunity with David Hay is incredible. But an American coach is going to be slightly different because they're going to be, maybe they may be like, well, listen, if you're going to do it, you do it my way or the highway kind of thing. He's got to try and find a coach that's so long in the tooth that they're similar to Shane McGuigan. Yeah, yeah, and you trained yourself and I just turn up on fight night. Great, let's do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they text the Eubank Junior model, you know. The Bell, they're good mates, aren't they, them two? Well, he's tried to do that. He's doing that now, isn't he? You know, mm. he's got his own promotional company. He's trying to do all that. As, I mean, to, regarding the to, training aspect of it, because just Eubank himself, Junior, basically. In, in effect, just trains himself, doesn't he? You know well, what I mean? That's what they say, but he's in obviously effect, got he does. trainers. Yeah, he's got guys there that are pointing him in the right direction. His dad's there, obviously, for one, yeah, yeah. and he's got guys that hold the pads. Yeah. Is that what David Hay needs? Well, because he likes to be in control. Well, I think he was in control and I think he's been found out. I think what David Hay needs is to... See, he needs Adam Booth. The difference is David... Go Hay, back let's, to let's Adam... Will he go back to Adam Booth? I don't think Adam Booth is Adam, Adam back. I think they've had a bit of a public fallout and stuff. There's some, been some bad words said in the aftermath of their breakup. Um, listen, David Hay will never be the David Hay he once was. He will never win the World Heavyweight Championship. He will never be the force he once was. Because as we found out against Tony Bellew, his body can't take it anymore. You know, he loves the idea of being a professional fighter. He loves the idea of being a world champion. But he hasn't got the work ethic and he doesn't want it like these young guys coming through. Mm. He's not willing to go through the pain. Listen, his ankle, the fact that he fought on, you know, gallant. I, I never use the word brave because every fighter's brave. But, you know, kudos to that. But he, he put himself in that position because Tony Bellew in the run-up said... And he, you haven't got any complaints, have you, David? You're not injured, are you? And he, and he, so he forced them to fight on injured. Otherwise, he'd have well quit. He'd have, as soon as that ankle went, he'd have quit previously, but he couldn't because Bellew knew he was going to quit. So he backed himself in his... Listen, David A doesn't want to be a professional boxer. David A wants to be an actor. He wants to be a celebrity. He wants to be a TV star. He doesn't want to be a fighter. So he will never, ever be able to achieve what he wants to achieve. Mm. Regardless of trainer. No, you're right. Um, regarding the... Just another quick one on the heavyweight division, because I said that we const- would try our very best to keep giving you updates regarding the whole AJ Klitschko situation. Pulev standing firm, man. They standing firm. Callis <laughs> uh, as well. Also uh, standing extremely firm regarding this because we said last week on the show, Eddie's put in some uh, uh, special requests with the IBF. Listen, can we just bypass the mandatory because we want obviously to do Klitschko part two. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he was over in the States last week trying to uh, obviously uh, wangle that and make sure that that happened. No news uh, as of yet, but we're expecting something this week. Pulev's standing firm. He wants the fight next. Come on, man. Just take the brown envelope. Yeah? Listen, take the brown envelope. This is the way it'll either go. Either Klitschko will come out and go, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm quitting. Or I need another six months before the rematch, which opens the door then for Pulev to come in. Hmm. Or quite simply, Klitschko will go, no, I want the rematch next. And then AJ and Eddie Hayne will go, well, that's the money fight. And they'll give the belt up and Pulev can go and fight whoever, Huey Fury or maybe even Joe Parker or whoever. Mm. Because the money fight, the big fight out there after how fantastic the first fight was, is Klitschko. You know, they're going to make way more money fighting Klitschko than they are fighting Pulev for both belts. There's no, need, fight Klitschko there's for no need to dampen the, the spirits. The belts don't matter at the moment. No, they don't. The best fight, the best heavyweight on the planet... We all said when AJ fights Klitschko, the winner, the, the winner of that fight is the best. So AJ's the best now. I know Deontay Wilder's got the green and gold and everything else, but as far as I'm concerned, AJ's the best heavyweight on the planet now. So it's up to everyone else to fight him. Doesn't matter who the belts are anymore. It's like Mikey Garcia. Is he the best lightweight in the world? He doesn't care. He's give that belt up because he's going to go out and fight Broner instead. It's mm. like that's why that's why this year is so brilliant. That's why we're in a golden age of boxing because finally, like Canelo fighting Triple G. Fuck WBC. I don't like you guys, so bin the belts. The belts don't matter. We as fight fans know we're in a good era and big fights, that's all that matters. And AJ versus Klitschko is a bigger fight than Pulev. Mm. You just mentioned Deontay Wilder's uh, name there. I'd say something. There's a fight that I want to see. Deontay Wilder, Johnny Nelson. That would be something. <laughs> um, just to give you a little bit of background on this, Deontay Wilder has responded via YouTube. It's brilliant, right? Because Deontay just doesn't care. <laughs> just does not care whatsoever. Johnny Nelson allegedly has said... Um, that uh, Deontay Wilder was dropped on a couple of occasions when sparring Vladimir Klitschko. He's saying that Klitschko knocked him out. He's also saying that he dropped him uh, with a body shot. Deontay Wilder has uh, responded... Well, first of all, it's hilarious the way that he responds by going, Johnny Nelson? Who's Johnny Nelson? Is basically how he uh, starts the whole conversation <laughs> off. But then... Uh, you sound he, like the... Uh, you sound like the... Remember Tom and Jerry cartoons? Thomas! Yeah, I do, I do. I do sound like the mum <laughs> shouting in the shouting in the cat. Anyway, Deontay Wilder has responded by saying, listen, man, I went out there once. None of this nonsense happened. How does he know? What's all this all about? You've heard some nonsense. What are you doing? Pipe down. Um, I won't mess with Deontay. He's a big lad and he can whack a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that Johnny, you know, can't fight. Johnny's in decent shape. Johnny's right? in good shape and he can fight a little bit. Yeah. But you Bell know used I mean? mate as well, isn't he? So mm. he's Bell used mate. Stirring it up. Yeah. Stirring that pot is. right up. Of course he is. Uh, so there you go. Keep your eyes on that because that might be the next big clash. Deontay Wilder taking on Johnny Nelson. <laughs> the entertainer coming out of retirement. Yeah. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now I've got a feeling... In this next part, me and you are going to fall out, right? Because I know full well that you absolutely love the Lonsdale belt, but I'm, I'm starting to become a little bit weary of it when the defences to get a Lonsdale belt are a bit shit. Um, at the weekend, Friday night, um, Bradley Skeet was back in action. You yeah. know that I like Bradley Skeet. You know that I think he's got a bit of talent, Bradley Skeet. However, he's... You can't call him pillow fists anymore. No, listen, right? He's fighting, he's fighting a kid, uh, Shane Singleton. He's from my neck of the woods. He's from Coney, Shane, right? Let's be honest, the levels between the two fighters was absolutely ludicrous. It was it was so large. It was yeah, crazy. It was. Now, Bradley, forget it. 
Forget having that on your mantelpiece. I know you're only one more away now to defend it and you'll get Alonsdale belt outright. And I know that Nick's going to shout me down here and argue about it because he loves it. He loves the Alonsdale belt. Let's get one of them on my mantelpiece. No, bollocks. Go and earn some cash. Go and fight someone half decent that I'm bothered about because at this moment in time, I can't care less about watching a Bradley Skeet fight. I think you're being harsh. I am. No, I'm not being harsh. Come on. Bradley, right? Compare yourself to Sam Eggington. Sam Eggington is light years ahead, and you beat him four fights ago. Yeah, yeah, true. Come on, man. True. I know I know what you're saying. Listen, I, I ain't knocking Bradley Ski for that performance because it was a, you know, he did what he had to do, and he answered a lot of critics, like yourself, that say he's got pillow fists, and it's justified. You know, he's not the hardest puncher. Yet he drops the guy three times on the way to a stoppage victory. I thought he was razor shot with that little right hand. It took him two rounds to get going, but then he looked great. But yeah, we're clouding over the fact that he's completely and utterly being mismatched there because yeah. he's, he's street levels above where Singleton is. So yeah, I, I, I get it. But listen, what would you do he's next? He's one win away. What would you do next? Would you take defend the Bush's one... title? <sighs> well, I'm not watching it. He's one win away from keeping that belt. He's one win away from keeping it. So he'd be crazy not to do it. That's the most beautiful belt in the world. The Lonsdale belt is stunning. Time's ticking, man. So listen. Time's ticking, and then he's going to have to start again. As he said, though, there's a, there's a big show. Frank's got a big show in July, and he was like, get me on that show. Let me get a British title defence on that show, and then I can move forward. Because the narrative's there. The fight, the, the rematch with Eggington is there if he can just get himself in the frame. Hmm. He's got to win over Sam. Sam's the man. So if he can get this British title defence out the way, get the belt for keeps, and go, right, that's me done now. Sam Eggington, let's do it again. Let's prove who's the best in the country at this weight division. But... Sam doesn't need him. He doesn't. He ain't going to get a fight with Sam. But he's not going to get a fight with Sam. He could do. He won't. I bet you he does not get a fight with Sam. Why would, why would Sam want to look back at this moment in time? Because True. let's be honest. Listen, Sam's man, Vegas bound, isn't he? Sam's on his way, son. Yeah, man. Sam's Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coming back down to uh, mess about with this. I know you were talking then about, uh, about Eddie going to America for business. Hopefully they're negotiating for Sam. Hopefully. Because we spoke about this on the show before. Screw anything else, man. Get Sam over to America. Get his name in lights in Vegas because that would be the ultimate story. Whether he wins or loses, it don't matter. It's the guy that turns a boxing to pay his rent, to pay his mortgage with no aspirations of winning anything. Mm. And now he's the European champion with world champions on his hit list, on his record. There's, no, there's no way that Bradley Skeet is getting a Sam Eggington fight no, you're next. right. You're right. You're and right. if Sam Eggington right. goes to the States and wins, he ain't, getting him, he ain't getting him again. Well, I think the only way then is if Sam goes to America and wins a belt, then he comes back with a little voluntary defence then he might be going, you know what? He won't I fight I do want him. to get rid of it. I do want to get rid of that off my record. Why? Why? He won't fight and run him. through him? 100% he won't fight him. I don't know, you know, Sam could be a proud kid. He might want that one back. Yeah, he will be, but he's, he'll be advised not to. He said, what's the point? What's yeah. the point in messing about with that? Let's let's get over it. Let's go and keep uh, earning the big cash in America. Yeah, stay in America, yeah. Exactly. Then Bradley Ski, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got a belt on your mantelpiece, but poof, what, we might not even have mantelpiece, mate, the way that you're going. You might be living out of a bin. Come on. <laughs> get your bloody act together and get yourself sorted, sunshine. You've got talent. You've proved that the weekend you've got talent, but there was levels between the that and the opponent. Yeah. Let's get a decent fight. Sack the belt. Chuck the belt in the bin, man. Let's get on with it. It's you, mad, isn't it? You know, you, I was looking at that at the weekend as well, and you think, Sam is on these big arena shows fighting Paulie Malignaggi a former world champion live on American TV fucking eyeballs on it and then you've got Bradley still in his hometown you know still in Essex yeah still in Brentwood Leisure Centre a proper fucking Leisure Centre fight you know plastic seats put out for people to sit on yeah and, you know 
what's he earn from that? A couple of hundred quid, a couple of grand, maybe. I don't know. It's like the amount of eyeballs on it, and it's you know it's only on Box Nation. No, no slight on Box Nation. The, the difference with their career since that night, since that win for Bradley Skeeton, that loss for Eggington. They've gone in complete polar opposites. And yeah. bizarrely, the, and the, winner, lose, the losers, the flying. winner has stayed static and the loser's fucking gone through the roof. It's insane. Absolutely crackers. Speaking of uh, fighting in leisure centres, did you see that Big Daddy Brown was back at the weekend, Sunshine? Yeah. Lucas, uh, two-time drug... Two, uh, he refuses to call himself a drug cheat. Okay, then. Two failed drug tests since becoming um, um, a version of the WBA champion, my friend. Can't that that's fact that happened? Yeah. Um. And he fought a kid at the weekend in a leisure centre who's got a, a sixteen win record, but he's also been beaten twenty one times. The guy that he fought about what? Fucking Jesus Christ, man! What is this world coming to? First of all, exactly. he's talking now. Oh, fancy Parker, Australia versus New Zealand. That'd be great. Yeah. Nobody's going to sanction that. Yeah. I, I, Oh, just, I just get wound up with all these people that I see on social media going, oh, Big Daddy's back. Oh, great. You're brushing over the fact he's failed two drug tests. Yeah. He might say, oh, well, I got st- stitched up first time. Okay, once, I can believe you, mate, against Chagiev. Yeah. You become world champion. You went to Russia. You might have got stitched up. We know that Russia's bent as it comes. Yeah. Okay. But don't go and do it again no, within a year. Don't go and do it again. Oh, I messed up. I've taken this supplement. This pre- I think it was a uh, a pre-workout supplement that he took that said that was tainted. Come on, man. You know what I mean? My little lad tells me tales all the time about, you know, the boy that cries wolf. I've had to bollock him this week for pretending that he were injured when he wasn't. You know, I said you could fight on in this little wrestling match that we were doing, but you know what I mean? He were having none of it. Dad, I'm injured. No, you're not. Get on with it. This is what Lucas Brown's doing at this moment in time. You're testing me patience, sunshine. Yeah. Anyone that fails two drug tests, listen. In a year? Anyone that, it shouldn't even be boxing anymore. It should be completely and utterly thrown out of the sport. I believe anyone, I believe everyone deserves a second chance because there is such a thing as, as, as politics and stitch ups and whatever else, or even tainted supplements. I think anyone deserves a second chance. But twice in a year, there ain't no smoke without fire. You should be just banned from the sport. And this excuse, oh, it's a tainted supplement, oh, it's this, or is that, listen. All the USADA, UKAD, whoever you're with, they all have apps these days. It's fucking super easy. I've got USADA's app on my mobile phone. So if I, as an app... Can I take this? Exactly. No. Exactly. Don't take so it. So you either contact the commission, you can't, you can't, your manager contact commission, listen, he's bought this supplement, for, you know, crazysupplements.com, you know, crazy juice powder as a pre-workout. Can he take it? Is, is that a brand? <laughs> crazy know, juice powder. Probably should be. Let's get some of that on there. Exactly. So M- Maybe Lucas can be the face of it. Crazy juice powder. Exa- but then it's up to the WBA or the Australian Boxing Commission to go, no, categorically no. Or they go, yeah, they registered with us. That's fine. You know, supplement companies, as we, you know, supplement companies now pay to have their supplements tested. Yeah. So you start so to legit. go, right, yeah, that's approved. You can use that. And then if you fail... Taking one of them, your hand, your hand, you're clear. Tainted. You you're, can go right. Okay, well, we said you could take that. We tested the one name from your house. It is tainted. We'll get back on them. We'll come. Whatever else, you just cover yourself. But the fact that he can just go, ah, uh, but you know, tainted supplements. Listen, mate, no smoke without fire. Fuck off. Do one. He should not be boxing anymore because boxing is not like athletics or baseball. Or we spoke about this. If you're taking supplements uh, sorry if you're taking steroids and you're fighting you are you could be done for murder in my opinion because if you hurt someone mm. you've taken supplements it's it's fucking horrific 
there you go. There'll be more on this. Um, hopefully there won't be any more because hopefully no, there will be. Brown fucks off. No, there we won't have him in the sport no, anymore. There will be more. The course is going to be more, mate, because he's connected to various sanctioning bodies that are bent as they come, mate. And money talks. If he pays his way, he'll, I'm sure he'll get himself some type of title shot at some period of time. Just ironic that they actually uh, were talking Briggs. This is where they're at this moment oh, in time, Jesus right? Christ. So you've got Shannon the Cannon, right? This yeah. was the original chat. You had Shannon the Cannon against Lucas Brown. Both done, right? Yeah. Both popped. Then um, you've got Shannon the Cannon gets his fight against uh, Fraser Quendo. Shannon's out of it. Lucas Brown has been on the dog to everybody saying, I'll fight Fraser Quendo. He's supposed to be this weekend, isn't it? I'm sure yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be this weekend, that fight. I'll do it. I'll take it at short case notice. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. Replacing one drug cheat with another drug that. cheat. WBA. I would not be surprised if they go, oh, well, you're cleared now. Yeah, so go on then. But I think he's still under some type of suspension from the WBA because he was their original champ, wasn't it? This is the, 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 yeah, the Chagiev fight. I think he's still got about six months to to, to run yeah. before they start to reevaluate and reassign his, uh, his ranking because he's not ranked with anybody at this moment in time because he hasn't obviously been fighting and he's been, uh, he's been banned. Yeah. It's ridiculous the way it is. I agree with you. you. You get popped twice in a year on your way, sunshine. This is the issue that boxing's got and not having a world governing body like FIFA. <laughs> not that FIFA. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get FIFA involved. They'd sort it right out. But what I mean is that if there was an independent governing body that just drug tested everybody randomly, we wouldn't have this issue. But the fact that the WBA do it themselves and everything else mm. and get involved and it's just think, fucking hell, boys, come on. Mm. There is, a, there is some positive uh, to talk about in the world of boxing from the weekend. Um, Adonis Stevenson, one, yeah. looks good in a crown, I'll be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and two, put some serious manners on uh, Andres Fanfara. I was anticipating a really good fight because the first time, um, for, for people that haven't seen the first fight between these two, it was a unanimous decision victory for uh, the WBC uh, light heavyweight champion in Adonis Stevenson. But he was down on the deck in that particular fight. He, he put Fanfara down twice as well. It was a real good back and forth type fight. But I'll tell you something, he didn't even let Fanfari get out of first gear. He comes no. straight out, whack, see yeah. ya, ta-da. He looked great, didn't he? Sticks him down. I honestly thought that it was going to get stopped in the first round. Yeah. Uh, fair play to uh, to Virgil Hunter for uh, waving it off in the second because it was just one-sided. He was just getting just absolutely battered. Yeah. yeah, obliterated him, yeah. You know, it's just it was nice to see Adonis Stevenson back after being so inactive for the mm. last year. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see him get, mention the Kovalev Ward thing as well. Let's get him ringside of Kovalev Ward. He's got to fight the winner, surely. Mm. There's loads of rumours regarding why those fights haven't happened down the years. I remember Kovalev calling him Chickinson and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, now on the flip side of that, Stevenson saying, well, basically he pulled out of it. We we, we, we agreed the deal and it got pulled out. Same happened with uh, Bernard Hopkins. I think Bernard Hopkins jumped TV channels. I think he went to HBO whilst he's tied to uh, a, yeah. a short-time deal. So that couldn't happen because of politics. There's, there's a few decent fights at light heavyweight. We've mentioned Smith Jr., Great little fighter, little Joe, though. I'd love I'd love him to be in this mix at some point. But for me, you're bang on. Kovalev Ward, ringside, Adonis Stevenson. Let's get all the uh, let's get all the marbles on the line for the next fight. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because whoever wins that is is the undisputed champ. I'm led to believe though, because um what's, who's the kid on the undercard? Is it Ald Alvarez? Mm-hmm. He's the mandatory challenger to Stevenson's belt, the WBC belt. Now he's He's going to be upset if he doesn't get his shot next, I'll be honest with you, because he beat Pascal at the weekend, he's beaten Chilemba, mm-hmm. he's beaten Beauty, he knocked Beauty out with that unbelievable yeah, yeah. knockout, if you remember. Yeah. So he's going to be like going, well, hang on a minute, lads, I don't give a shit if he's ringside against uh, Kovalev Ward, I want my crack here. Yeah, yeah, but we're not bothered really, mate. We, 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 we want, we I'll, want I'll be honest with fight. you, I want Kovalev 
to sort Ward out. This is what I want. I want Kovalev to sort Ward out, and then I want Kovalev Stevenson to go toe to toe because they can both whack the bloody living daylights out of each other. Yeah. Be tremendous. Because I feel like if if Ward wins against Kovalev, and I put, he'll spoil it. He'll spoil the fight. He'll against spoil a fight Adonis against Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, he won't. He won't get into a gun show with him. No, no, no. Whereas Kovalev probably will. Because Kovalev, Kovalev won't give a shit. He's a, ma- he's a macho. Yeah, he's yeah, a macho exactly. man. He'll just go right. You stand there. Me stand there. You whack me whack. Let's exactly, see who goes yeah. first. Let's <laughs> say exactly what a fight that would be. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, just to finish off the show, I did say right at the start, it is the off-season and therefore there's a little bit of downtime when it comes to the fights. For those that are unfamiliar with the way that the uh, boxing season normally runs, it's September through till probably now and then we have about six weeks off before it all goes again. It's all because of people taking holidays and... uh, uh, people being available to pay for pay-per-view events. So therefore, promoters don't really want to invest at this time of year. September, though, when you're all back to school, we go balls deep, as we've seen with Canelo Triple G to kick off the boxing season. But we'll get to that a little bit later on as we get there, all right? Um, there is a title fight this weekend, a world title fight. Yep. Um, Lee Haskins, Ryan Burnett, Belfast is the destination for the IBF Bantamweight crown. Now, Lee Haskins' name has come up on many occasions on this show because we've talked to uh, Lee Butler about uh, Sorry. Paul Butler, Lee Butler's a mate of mine. <laughs> uh, Paul Butler, um, about Lee Haskins, and he fancies it. He fancies a piece of that pie. But Ryan Burnett is a kid that we saw recently in Liverpool mm-hmm. against Ryan Farag. Yeah. Ryan Farag, again, a mate of this show, mate of ours, love Ryan Farag, but he was totally outclassed and outgunned by Ryan Burnett. Yeah. Ryan Burnett, on that night, for me, I looked at him and thought, woof, this kid is the deal. He is real. Yeah. Um, and he's got his world title shot. At home against Lee Haskins, fair play to Haskins for uh, agreeing to go up there and doing his, do his thing. I'm sure he's getting weighed in quite well. Haskins not afraid to travel. Give him his due. Like he, he would prefer he, to go out to Japan, wouldn't exactly, he? For the last yeah. year, Canelli's not bothered at all. Haskins, he will literally chase the pennies wherever they are. So um, the fact that he's going over to Ireland, the fact you know he, he's defending his world title in Japan, so this will not intimidate him one iota. Mm. Um, but I do believe that Burnett is like you. He's, he's an exciting young kid. He's got heavy hands. And um, you know a 16-0 record, kid doesn't know how to lose. And I think roared on by his home crowd in Belfast as well. The old Irish shall get right behind him. Before, think- before we started recording this show, yeah. I said to you, Burnett's going to smash him to pieces. You did, yeah. And we're going to have a new world champion of the weekend. And you looked at me like I was uh, maybe talking a little... You were surprised by my tone and yeah, rhetoric yeah, towards that. I was. Why, are you, are you favouring Haskins towards this fight? I think Haskins will... will, 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 will Let's say I'll arse him out of it. That's a scout expression for you. He'll have the experience he'll to nullify him. his way through it. And he will win rounds. Similar to how we did with like fight. Stewie Hall fight. Exactly, exactly. Arsos and elbows. He'll keep Burnett busy and tied up and ugly. And the fight will be a mess. And, and Burnett won't be able to get the distance he needs to get his shots off. And then suddenly he's fucking four rounds behind. Haskins is a master at that. You know, this is a kid. Haskins has been a pro for a long time. He has been around the block. And if anyone's expecting a fight of the year this weekend, don't, don't watch this event on Sky. I think Haskins will give him a bit of a masterclass in terms of how to get no. fights and win rounds. I'm not having it. I am not having it. Makes it makes me laugh. Every week when we do predictions on this show, you always go, knockout, fucking, it's going to be brilliant. It's like you never accept that something. And I'm, listen, I hope you're right. Mm. I just think Haskins sees his way through it, uses his experience, and wins on points. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ryan. If you're listening to the show, Sunshine, just get in there. First round, get, get just start throwing the windmills. <laughs> Deontay Wilder in, mate. Get in there and just chuck him from all angles. I've just got a, a good vibe about uh, Ryan Bennett. Like, when I've seen him in the flight, he just looks 
good. Okay, maybe the level of opposition that he's had at this moment in time hasn't been to the same standard that we're experiencing at the weekend in Lee Haskins. Like, yep. you are right. He's a wily old cat. Yeah. The way that he got through that Stuart Holt fight, which Stuart Holt should have won. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Holt, it was his own fault that he didn't win that fight because he didn't put his foot on the blooming pedal from uh, the first round, did he? He let him win. Yeah. I say let him win. You've got, you've got to obviously dominate a fight like that if you want to become a world champion. And I think that's what Ryan Bennett has to do at the weekend. You're right in saying that Lee Askin's not right at, uh, at travelling. But there's something about Irish fight fans. It's going to be amazing that atmosphere it's Listen, going to be crackers I at the get, weekend and they're what, all I, they're only fighting for what they want one guy to win it they I, don't want to ask get what you're saying i get what you're saying i buy into it but listen you're not you're not appreciating how nuts japanese people are on new year's eve it's a japanese tradition it comes from mixed martial arts with pride and all that yeah they always have big events in japan on new year's eve because that's what they do they don't but that fight got pulled and they go uh, yeah, but that wouldn't but, but he was willing, willing to, to do go it. there the intimidation factor there, the language and everything else. The inti- if he's willing to do that, he's listen. Belfast will not concern Lee Askins. It will do on Saturday night man, when, he's, <laughs> when he's on his back. I hope you're right. <laughs> Ryan Burnett, that's where I'm tipping, and you're reckoning uh, Askins on points, yeah? Askins on points, yeah. Ryan Burnett, yeah. stoppage within six. Oh yes. Go listen, on, I hope you're right. Go on, son. Right. Get it done. Get it done. I'm the new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your bet on that. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Okay, before we wind up the show as well. There's another title fight this weekend, Friday night, Lee Sports Village. Are you taking the piss? Near to us, not far away. Lee, Sport, Lee. Lee Sports Village. <laughs> Lee near Wigan, yeah? Yeah, I think, I think it's a local swimming bath, so I'm not sure. Go on. Central area. No, this is what bugs me about Central you, right? Central area no. super flyweight how title. Can anybody, how can anybody get juicy about that, right? I've just, I've just slagged off. It's a big one. I've slagged off Bradley Skeet for defending the Lonsdale belt, the British welterweight crown. I've slagged him off for that. And now you're talking about two kids that are going swimming at the weekend. For a, for a what? An English title, a local area title? Which one yep. is it? Anthony Smith versus Craig Derbyshire for the Central Area Super Flyweight title. Listen. Super flies as well? Super fly Fucking as well, yeah. hell. Super Jesus <laughs> Christ. Snowfest. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if you live in Lee and you're doing nothing Friday night. Watch, watch Britain's Got Talent on rerun front weekend. Get <laughs> down to Lee Sports Village. Jesus. For a Central Area. Listen, I love a Central Area title fight. I fucking love them because it's... Who's the cock of our neighbourhood? Do you know what I mean? Who's the cock of our street? Jeez. So listen, I ain't knocking these guys. Anthony Smith, I know Anthony Smith as well. He's part of the. He's a twin. There's him and his, him and Nathville, the two brothers from Liverpool. Anthony's been out the game for a long time. He turned pro, I think, about five six years ago. Had about five or six fights. Been disappeared. Came back this year with one fight. He's got straight into a central area title fight against this Craig Derbyshire, as I say. Um, I love it, man. I love it. I love the fact that there's a show in Lee Sports Village. There'll probably be a couple of hundred people there. But for these guys, this 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 holds, you know, potentially the key to you know a successful pro career. You going? I'm not fucking going. Oh, <laughs> Billy Big Bollocks. Yeah, definitely tune into this. I'm not fucking going. I'm, I'm out with a wife. I'm not bothering with that. I'm not bothering with that. I've got my new baseball cap to wear. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, anyway, thank you so much uh, for listening to today's show. Much appreciated. Uh, we will be back next week. Now, next week, um, there'll be a nice little build-up to next week's show because the, the fights are starting to come back a little bit, all right? So you've got Paul Smith Jr., 
who is uh, hopefully going to become world champion a week of Saturday in Germany against Taron Jug. Yep. Um, on the same night, it is Kovalev Ward Part 2. So stick yep. around because next week we'll have two great shows for you. Our Radio City talk show will obviously cater towards the Merseyside boxing scene in Paul. And then we'll have a massive build-up to Kovalev Ward 2. Kovalev's going to smash the bloody living daylights out of him. I'm telling you now, man. He isn't. No, he's probably not, but I want him to. Yeah. All right? <laughs> anyway, that's all coming up on uh, next week's show. Thank you so much for your time. Um, if you don't subscribe... Please do, man. Dead easy to do. We're on iTunes. Just search us out, Fight Disciples. You can get there very simply by going through our website, fightdisciples.com. Just click the button uh, and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss out on any of our uh, weekly content. Um, and you can write us a lovely little review on there if you if you so seem fit. And you can join in on the conversation at the weekend where Nick will obviously be tweeting live from Lee Sports Village <laughs> on Friday evening at Fight Disciples on, tell Fa- on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just D- in case you are D- going down there. Don't mate, Jane. No, just in case you are going down to Lee Sports Village, he's the one with the great baseball cap on. <laughs> we'll catch that to the wife now when I get in. Date night Friday night, Lee Sports Village. Come on, kid. I've got an area site for you to watch. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.